Thank you, worship team, and good morning to you all. I am a one-man show this morning. Uh, my wife and child are not here. Jamie, uh, we think she has a sinus infection, so she is not feeling good, hoping that the, the baby doesn't catch anything. But so far, the baby's all clear. Um, but when I was growing up uh, as a kid, summer was always my favorite season of the year. It was warm out. I could play basketball, football, capture the flag, whatever I wanted to with some of the neighborhood kids. I have distinct memories where we would meet uh, the day prior and we'd go, all right, we're going to meet in my driveway at 10 in the morning to play capture the flag. And, and those were just the glory days. And uh, I would often be able to play basketball with my dad or sister after my dad got out of work. Uh, the days lasted longer. Who doesn't like a nice long day? Especially in Michigan. Our, our winters, our, our, our days in winter are shorter than here. But our days in summer, I mean, it'll still be light out when it hits like 10 o'clock at night. Uh, now, growing up, uh, that, that pained me when uh, I would have to go to bed at 9 or 9.30 in the summer, and the sun would still be out. And I'd go, are you serious, Mom or Dad? The sun is still out. Uh, but during school time, our bedtime was 8 or 8.30, so I was grateful to have that extra hour. And, and most importantly, in the summer, we had no school. Uh, any, anybody else in here did not like school as a kid? I hated school as a kid. And so I loved this summer because I didn't have to go to school. Um, and, and other reasons why I liked summer, I got to go to family camp. I got to hang out with my cousins more in the summer. And there's just so many reasons why I loved the summer so much growing up as a kid. And the truth of the matter is, I still do really enjoy uh, the summer. Uh, but all of these reasons stem uh, from the notion uh, that the summer made me happy. Uh, they, my uh, family growing up, they, they often uh, termed Summer Kyle. Uh, summer Kyle came out summertime. Summer Kyle was a lot more crazy, a lot more joyous, a lot more happy. Uh, and, and truth be told, when I was growing up, Life was about making Kyle happy. I mean, that, that, that's what life was all about when I was growing up. It was all about what would make me happy. And that's why I loved summer, because there were so much great things I loved about summer that made me happy. I mean, it, it was all innocent fun, and much of it was healthy for me, like playing outside, playing basketball, football, catching the flag, baseball, kickball, whatever it may be. A lot of the fun that I had uh, was innocent and, and healthy fun. Um, but my purpose in life growing up was to make me happy. That's why I did things. That's why I woke up in the morning. That, that was the motivation I needed. Was, hey, I can wake up. I can go play with my friends. I can go play video games with my siblings. I can go eat a nice bowl of cereal and watch some sports center. That's, that's why I woke up every morning because I knew that I could make myself happy. So that was my purpose growing up was to make me happy. That's what motivated me to wake up in the morning to do the things that I do. That was, yes. This is dangerous. Yeah, 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 it's snowy. Yeah, sad. Uh, I still am happy, yes. I, I'm, I'm joyful, yes. Uh, but what I want to ask you this morning, uh, when I was growing up, I did the things because I want to be happy. That was my why. That's why I did things. But what I want to ask you this morning is why do you do the things that you do? It's a bit of a tongue twister. Why do you do the things that you do? 
And uh, many of us probably have a, a, a variety of answers between all of us um, put together. But that's an important question that we have to ponder. What motivates us to wake up in the morning and to accomplish the task on, on our daily schedules? Why do you do the things that you do? Because guess what? God created us with free will. God gave us the ability to make a choice. We, we, we all have different motivations for why we do what we do, but it's so important that we take a look at that motivation, that why, that purpose of the stuff that we do. And so this morning, uh, we're going to start a, a new series, uh, 2020 uh, Vision. Uh, and, and if you can't see that, you might need glasses. You probably don't have 2020 Vision. If you're in need, I have some spare uh, daily contacts you can borrow. Um, a yearly worth of daily contacts that's lasted me probably about five years. Uh, shame on me. Uh, but uh, in the year 2020, we have a unique opportunity. No other year is there a perfect sermon series like 2020 Vision. And I'm sure you, you wouldn't have to travel more than an hour or two radius from here uh, and, and to all the different churches and to hear a sermon about 2020 Vision uh, this year. So now it's our turn to talk about uh, 2020 vision. And so as we get started, I want to talk uh, just a brief moment about a guy uh, named uh, Simon Sinek, uh, who some of us may be familiar with. Is any, has anybody heard of Simon Sinek? I know a, a couple of us uh, should, should be familiar with, uh, with him. A couple of months ago, uh, about 15 uh, to 20 of us uh, met twice to talk about the vision uh, that we have uh, for the church specifically. And, and we're going to cover the vision that we have as a church in, in the next two weeks. Um, but in our first meeting, uh, we, we showed a brief video clip of, uh, from Simon Sinek. Um, and uh, he, the, the man who was here prior to me, Seth, he actually uh, introduced me and recommended to me uh, Simon Sinek stuff, and so I read a couple of his books. Uh, I'm a big fan of him, but he delivered uh, one of the most uh, popular TED Talks to this day. Anybody like the TED Talks? I, I really enjoy the TED Talks. They're, they're very, usually very insightful and, and uh, full of wisdom, uh, but Simon Sinek to this day has one of the most popular TED Talks in the world, and it's entitled How Great Leaders Inspire action. I, I would encourage you to watch it. If you like TED Talks, watch Simon Sinek's How Great Leaders Inspire Action. But in this uh, TED Talk, he talked about uh, a, a golden circle. Uh, Eric, if you have the golden circle, you can go ahead and, and pull that up, the next slide. The golden circle. He talked about it uh, in, in his TED Talk, but he also talked about it more uh, specifically in more detail in his book, Start With Why. But this is known as the golden circle. As, you see, as you'll see, there are three circles, and the outer circle is what, uh, the, the second circle is how, and and the very middle circle is why. And Simon Sinek makes the, the awesome point that the why is the middle of it all. The why is the core of everything. We have to start with why. That's one of his books I read. Start with why. And Simon Sinek makes a, a, an awesome point, an awesome argument that we should all start with why. And we're not gonna really going to go into detail too much. But the why is so important. It is so crucial for each and every one of us to know why, why we do what we do. It's important for organizations such as churches or businesses. Any organization, any person needs, it's crucial that they understand why they do what 
they do. And so this morning, we, we, we must determine why we do what we do. For as Simon Sinek makes the, the excellent point uh, that the why is at the core of it all, and the why has the utmost importance. So what makes you uh, to, to make the decisions that you make? Why do you do what you do? Well, well here in America and, and really throughout the whole world, I, I think there are three main whys, the three most common whys, the three most uh, basic reasons as to why people make the decisions that they do. And we're going to cover uh, the, those three main reasons uh, briefly. Number three, I, I believe, the number three reason as to why people make the decisions that they do is to attain success in life. People are motivated to achieve success here on earth. People want to be the best at what they do. I mean, I, I think about the business world, the workforce, and it is cut throat a, a lot of business environments so, probably some of you guys work in a cutthroat environment because people are clawing their way to the top because they want to be the best of the best they want to achieve success in the business world i mean and they're so willing to do it that they're they're willing to knock people down a step or knock people down a pedestal because they want to be the best that they can be and they're willing to pay any price to do it <laughs> Or also think of athletes. Uh, many professional athletes are those who aspire to be professional athletes. They, they try to be the best at their sport. That's what their lives revolve around. They want to achieve success. I mean, so much so that they wake up at, at 3 or 4 or 5 in the morning and get their first workout in. So that they can get a second workout in before noon. I mean, these people are so dedicated. They are motivated to achieve success. And, and I think that's one of the biggest motivators in the world is for people to achieve success. The number two motivator, the number two why, as far as why we do what we do, is that people want to prosper financially. Money, money, money. Uh, oftentimes, it comes down to money. Money is a huge motivating factor for people. Many people's lives revolve around having financial prosperity. They want the newest car. They want the newest TV. They want the, the newest, best-looking clothes. Uh, they, uh, they want the nicest-looking house. Uh, Jamie and I were, were currently looking for a house to settle in in the area, and uh, sometimes I find myself, I look online uh, at realtorzillow.com, and I look online, and oftentimes uh, I, I get this little greedy sensation in me, and, and I want to go look at the expensive houses, the dream houses. I can just envision myself living in these dream houses. And a lot of you guys probably have your dream house in mind. As I mentioned, that probably images are coming to your mind, whether a jacuzzi tub or a nice uh, deck in the backyard or a nice big living room, gathering room. I'm sure you guys have ideas or images in your head of a dream house. People have an aspiration uh, to live uh, a nice retired life. Uh, it seems like a lot of people, especially, especially here in America, a lot of people, they live their first 60 years of life so they can retire nice, retire comfortably, live in a nice house when they're retired so that they can uh, have the nicest TV when they're retired. They can have the nicest, newest looking car. They can go on vacations because they don't have to work anymore. And it seems like a lot of people's purpose in life so that they can retire nice. They can retire and, and, and live comfortably. That, that's, a lot of, that's a lot of people's why. That's why they make the decisions that they make. 
is because of money, because of finance. They want to prosper financially. Money is such a big motivating factor and deal in our society that Jesus almost talked about money as much as he did about love. That's how big of a deal money is. The truth of the matter, though, is that's a false statement. Jesus did not almost talk about money as much as he did about love. In fact, Jesus talked more about money than he did love. I mean, that, when I heard that, uh, that, that blew my mind. And as you, if you go reading through the Gospels, you'll see, wow, Jesus really did talk a lot about money. That's because money is, is a big deal. It's, it's such a huge show, social concept in the grand scheme of things is finance is money. And we, we all have that tendency to be a little greedy at times. And so much so that Jesus talked more about money than he did about love. In fact, the only topic that Jesus talked more about money was the kingdom of God. That's the only topic that Jesus talked more about than money was the message of the kingdom. That's crazy. Money is important. Money is a big deal. It was a big deal back in Jesus' time, and certainly, if not all the more, it's a big deal in our current society and culture. So I believe money or prospering financially is the second biggest why the second biggest reason as far as why people do what they do is because it's all about the big bucks i, I, I think of johnny manzel the the football player uh he's drafted by the brown many of you guys are probably familiar with johnny manzel this was his sign money making sign all about the money but i don't think that's the biggest motivating factor i, I think the number one motivating factor for people and what influences them to make the choices that they make is that they want to be happy. Being happy, I believe, is the biggest why, not in just America, but in the world. It, I believe it's the single biggest and greatest motivating factor in the world is that people want to be happy. It's the biggest reason as to why we do what we do. I mean, uh, the, the media gives us the message that do what makes you happy or do what makes you feel good. And people make their decisions based off of what makes them happy because that's what life is all about. I mean, doesn't God want us to be happy? Truth of the matter, nowhere in the scriptures does it say God wants us uh, to be happy. Uh, I think there's a careful discrep discrepancy between happiness and being joyful. Um, but I also think uh, of the song, uh, and maybe some of the youth can help me out, uh, by Pharrell Williams or Pharrell Williams. Which is it? Pharrell. Pharrell Williams. Uh, it called Happy. It's all about being happy. Uh, some of the lyrics are, because I'm happy, clap along if you feel like happiness is the truth. Because I'm happy, clap along if you know what happiness is to you. Because I'm happy, clap along if you feel like that's what you want to do. It seems like our society and our culture is all about being happy. And clap along if that's all you want to do. Clap along if you feel like happiness is the truth. And clap along if that's what you want to do. And that was my main motivating factor uh, for a large chunk of my youth. I, I like to believe uh, it's not anymore, but it, it's a struggle for happiness not to be my main motivating factor in life. Because that's what, I, I believe that that's kind of human nature, is we're selfish and we want to do what makes us happy. As happiness, I believe, is the number one why. Why? As far as why we do 
what we do. And the three of these, success, money, and happiness, as far as big influences in our life, as far as wise, as far as as what motivates us, uh, these are so evident in the American dream. Uh, The American dream was coined by the writer and historian James uh, Treslow Adams in his best-selling book in 1931, Epic of America. And he defines the American dream as that dream of a land in which life should be better and richer and fuller for everyone with opportunity for each according to ability or achievement. So the American dream, the America is all about creating an environment, a possible atmosphere where you yourself, you can attain success, money, and happiness. That's the American dream. That's why everybody should come move to America. No, that would be a mess if everybody moved to America. Uh, but this, this is a danger to us. And this danger is very, very evident. And you may ask, why is it a danger? No success isn't bad. And no, money isn't bad. Many people have this misconception that money is bad. They think, the, uh, they think that money is the root of all evil. No, Jesus says it's the love of money that, uh, that is the root of all evil. So no, success isn't bad. Money isn't bad. And no, happiness isn't bad. In fact, all three of these can be used for good. And not just good, but a lot of good. We, we, we can give back to our society and culture and give back to God's church and to those who are in need. However, success Money and happiness, they become a danger when they become our why. Success, money, and happiness, they're a danger when they become our why. They're a danger when they become our motivating factor. And I know this because of what Jesus says in Matthew chapter 6. If you have your Bibles, you can open up to Matthew chapter 6. The first book of the New Testament, the first gospel. Matthew uh, chapter 6, starting in verse 19. Uh, We're going to read verses 19 through 24. Uh, Again, this takes place uh, on the Sermon on the Mount as Jesus. He's talking on on mountaintop, and he delivered uh, the the best sermon throughout the history of the world. In Matthew Matthew chapter 5 through 7, if you haven't read through the Sermon on the Mount, then I strongly encourage you to read Matthew chapter 5 through 7. It's a sermon delivered from our own Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And he talks about a number of different topics. But among this, he talks in chapter 6, verse 19, and he says, Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and rust destroy, and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust destroys, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So here Jesus, he starts out by saying, do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. So we're not to put our treasure, we're not to put all, all of our hope, we're not to put all of our treasure, we're not to put all of our things dedicated into this earth. Where, where we have problems, where the moss eat it, the rust takes care of it. Uh, uh, we had a family member of this church uh, who constantly got robbed. I mean, don't store all of your treasures here on earth because sooner or later they'll be taken away. And he, and he continues in verse 22, the eye is the lamp of the body. So if your eye is healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light in you is darkness, how great is the darkness? This is what I really want to focus on, verse 24. No one can serve two masters. 
For either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. Here again, Jesus talking about money, uh, uh, a uh, concept, an issue that Jesus talked a lot about. But Jesus says, don't put your focus on gaining riches. Why? Because you cannot serve two masters. Jesus says it is impossible to serve two masters. And, and that word serve there, the Greek word is dulevo, uh, and it can mean uh, serving or it, uh, often refers to being uh, like a bond servant or a slave. And so basically Jesus says is you cannot serve or you can't be a slave to two things. He says either you're a, you're a slave or you're a servant to money or you're a servant to God. You can't be both. You can't be both, for it's impossible to serve two masters. And now, again, here Jesus uses uh, the example of money, as, again, money is a huge uh, uh, issue in, in our society and culture and the greed that people have. But Jesus says, the truth matters, you can't serve any two masters. You cannot serve God and serve your desire to have success. You cannot serve God and serve or slave over your desire to, to, to be the richest man on earth. You cannot serve God and serve your desire to be happy all the time. For Jesus says it's impossible to serve two masters. It's impossible. You cannot serve God and money. You cannot serve both God and your desire to be successful. And you cannot serve both God and your desire to be happy. I mean, those, those are some strong words that Jesus illustrates here in, in, in Matthew chapter 6. It's impossible. It's impossible to serve two masters. And so what this tells me is that your why, your purpose in life, can't be both about God and about your life here on earth. It cannot, for you can't serve two masters. It can't be about your, your, your money, your, your happiness, or your success. Jesus says it can't be done. So what is your why? What is the vision that you have for your life? What is your purpose in life? What motivates you to wake up in the morning and accomplish the things of the day? These are all questions that we need to ponder. These are all questions that we need to honestly self-evaluate and honestly answer. And for most people, most people in this world, most people here in America, most people in our culture, for most people, the answer to their why is success, money, or happiness. That's the truth of the matter. That, that, that's most people that, that, you walk, uh, that you walk the same streets with, that you drive the same streets with, that you go to, to the same work, the same school, most people that you confront, most people that you encounter, their main why, the main reason for, the, for what they do is because they want success or money or happiness. But as Christians, as true Christians, that cannot be our Why? That can't be why we do what we do. Your vision and purpose and the why you do things can't be for success if you want to serve Jesus. Your vision and purpose and the why you do things can't be for riches if you want to serve Jesus. Your vision and purpose and the why you do things can't be for happiness if you want to serve Jesus. 
And I would say a lot of Christians in America would say or think that God would be their why, their, their main why. Uh, but, but I believe if, if a lot of Christians here in America were to honestly evaluate their lifestyle, then I think they would find that God is not their why. And I think they would find that serving God, serving Jesus is not their why they do what they do. Because we can say all we want that, yeah, God, God is the reason why we do things. But let me tell you, actions speak louder than words. Uh, and that, that's the truth of the matter. It's we know that our why or vision in life should not be about success, riches, or happiness, but, but what should it be about? And it's important that each and every one of you define your why. It's important that you define your purpose in life, that you define your vision in life, because again, the why is the core of it all. The why gives meaning to everything they do. It gives meaning to you waking up. It, it gives meaning to, to you working. It gives meaning to you talking to your friends, hanging out. It gives meaning to everything. When you understand your why, when you understand why you're here, it gives meaning to everything. And our why, our purpose, and our vision, uh, this isn't going to surprise any of us, but our why, purpose, and vision should all revolve around God and his son, Jesus Christ. Now, however, that, that why, that purpose, or that vision is probably going to look uh, a bit different for each and every one of us. And so I encourage you tonight, uh, when, when you're getting ready for bed, I encourage you to include five or ten minutes into your nightly uh, routine. Um, if you have a nightly routine, I, I find having a baby, uh, it kind of eliminates your nightly routine. Uh, but somewhere along this night or day or tomorrow, whenever you have an opportunity, I encourage you to spend five or 10 minutes and, and, and meditation and prayer and focusing on why you do what you do. And honestly ask that question to yourself. Why do I do the things that I do? And, and there's probably going to be a number of things taking place. And some of us may realize that maybe the, the, the reason why we do the things we do, maybe the number one reason isn't God. And, and that's a harsh reality that, that some of us may face. But I encourage you, and I encourage you to pray to God for God to show you why. God, why do I do the things that I do? I mean, I, I, I admire my dad, but one, one uh, reason why I admire my dad is because he has clearly defined his why. He has clearly defined the, the, why he does the things that he does. He says that his purpose in life is to bring as many people into the kingdom with him as possible. That's his why. That's why he does things. It's because he wants to bring as many people into the kingdom as possible with him. For me personally, or what I like to believe, is that my personal why is growing closer to God and expanding his coming kingdom, which we'll talk about in, in, in the coming weeks. That's my personal why. That's what, that's what I strive for, for the why I do what I do, is so that I can grow closer to God and I can expand his kingdom. And for you, your why is probably going to look different than mine, and, and it's probably going to look a bit different than my dad's as well, but you have to determine why you do the things that you do. And they have to revolve around God and his son, Jesus Christ. You must be growing deeper in your faith and your walk with God. And you must be, be, be spreading that truth, that gospel message with everybody. So please, 
please, please, please spend that five or ten minutes and start the thought process. Many of us probably won't be able to uh, definitively say why we do what we do in five to ten minutes. But tonight, start that thought process. Start that thought process and, and, and thinking about why I do what I do. Because again, the why is at the core of it all. We must start with why. And if you have your why down, that, that will lead you to how you do it and what you do. But you must get your why down. You must know why you do what you do. And so please pray about it. Please seek God's guidance. And, and, and spend time alone. Spend time in serious concentration asking yourself why you do what we do. And we, as a church, we need to have a vision we need to know why we do what we do, and that's what we're going to discuss in the coming weeks as far as why we come together as a group, why we come together as a body of believers, and we're going to discuss that in the coming weeks because, again, the why is so important. And so ask yourself tonight, why do you do the things that you do? Let's pray. Father God, I just thank you for this day. Father, I just uh, thank you for your uh, ever love and care. Father, I just uh, thank you uh, for giving us purpose and meaning in life. Father, I thank you for giving us uh, the, the blessing of free will, the, the ability to make our own choices. Father, I just pray that each and every one of us here uh, this morning in this room and anyone listening online, I pray that we can, can use that free will to seek you, to seek your son, and to seek your, your coming kingdom. And Father, I pray that each and every one of us in here this morning, we can discover our purpose, we can discover our why, that we can know why we do what we do. And Father, I pray that each and everybody uh, in here, I pray that their why can be centered around you and your son and your coming kingdom. It's in Jesus' name that I pray, amen.